Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bamboo Business Breakouts podcast hosted by us at Bamboo Technology Group. We at Bamboo work with our business clients to ensure they have the right comms and IT in place and that they're getting the best from it. That means focusing on the future as well as the here and now. As such, we provide connectivity, IoT, data and IT managed solutions, all with a compliance and risk management wrap. Welcome to episode six of the Bamboo Business Breakouts podcast. We hope you're all uh, keeping safe and well. Um, If this is your first time listening, then hello, my name is Ellen Smith. I'm from the marketing team here at Bamboo and I will be your podcast host today. If you've joined us before, then welcome back. We look forward to sharing some more uh, interesting topics with you, such as this very episode on digital transformation. In this episode, I had the lovely pleasure of being joined by our Director of Business Architecture and Technology, Phil Thomas. If you've ever heard Phil speak before in any webinars or panels or anything, then you will know that he is very much our digital transformation guru here at Bamboo. So let's not hang around any longer. Feel free to grab a tea or a coffee, whatever it is that takes your fancy and listen as we talk business. So hi, Phil. Welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. No problem. Hit nice me with it what we've got to do today. <laughs> well, first, if you could just uh, talk a little bit about what you do at Bamboo, um, just so people can get a bit of an introduction to you. Yeah, no problem. So uh, my name is Phil Thomas, um, Director of Business Architecture and Technology at Bamboo, but kind of have a bit of a mix of looking after um, one of the main areas is around um, software development. So we have a software development department and we develop bespoke software applications, um, mainly for the criminal justice sector, where we do around secure logistics and moving people from one location to another people, making another location, um, and making sure that we do that in a secure way. So that's around the software bit. But the other elements that we do is around sort of what we call digital transformation and IT managed services. And this is kind of just looking at you know how we can support companies and customers from their IT estate so looking at whether we can provide you know outsource solutions to give that extra layer of you know support to them if there's incidents or breakdowns or anything like that but from a yeah the digital transformation that's kind of the new piece we've been looking at more recently and you know that's something we're looking to really grow really um, as we sort of you know engage with more customers in that area. Cool. Well, that sort of leads me on to uh, my first question, which is um, around the phrase digital transformation. Because uh, you could say it's, it's used quite a lot and might start to become one of those phrases that people can't fully define. Um, so what in your world would you say digital transformation does mean? Yeah, so that is and it's really key because digital transformation is used all over the place and people have massively different interpretations of the phrase um, and people will look at it from just a way of you know, implementing a new piece of software um, or trying to use a bit of technology in a new way. However, you know, my my view of digital transformation is probably a little bit more simplistic in, um, and this comes back to probably my background within IT really, is yeah. that I'm, I'm more based on business processes. So it's very much around um, understanding within any organization, what is your business process? What do you do? Um, yeah. And that's looking at it 
in two directions. So it's looking at internally, what do I need to do within my business, whether it's managing procurement, whether it's confirming sales, generating quotations, delivery of work. But also, and this is one of the fundamental bits of digital transformation, is looking at it from the customer side. So do we know what the customer's journey is in how they engage with us from the um, the end to end business process? And so my interpretation of digital transformation is very much looking at, you know, from a um, business process and the customer journey, how can we capture that information and implement digital solutions um, that um, support and help that process? Yeah. It's all um, about and enhancing the business processes to get the best outcome. Yeah, massively, because, you know, and a lot of people may look at this and say, well, we're putting in you a new IT system um, and that should drive the business process. I, I, my approach is very different to that is actually what do you need it to do? Yeah. And then we will ensure that we either select the right technical technical solution or make sure it's configured in the right way to support you as a business. And yeah. that's the key emphasis. Of it. It's got to be something that, you know, meets the business need. And then you get the IT working for you rather yeah, than make the, the tech work for you rather than, yeah, trying to. In an ideal world, but it can be difficult <laughs> because, again, it gets this really blurriness between, um, you know, what the tech can do versus what people can do and how you ideally want it to run. And, you know, that kind of leads into what, you know, I, I talk a lot and people tell me all the time that I start talking about this thing called sort of um, operational maturity. And okay. that's where, you know, and it, again, it, it's your journey or your roadmap of digital transformation of understanding both from your business side and from a technology side how these two join together and then over time you mature that model and it's the maturity model which makes you more efficient so it's not a um you know a two-minute project this is a case of you're starting a journey within digital transformation understanding what you need it to do and then evolving that on a continuous basis yeah okay so actually that's um then raises an interesting point of where does that journey start? I think you've talked before about people process technology um, as sort mm-hmm. of like a, a circular um, cycle. But yeah, I guess so is digital transformation journey, is that something that would start at day one of the business or is that something you might introduce later once you realise you want to change, you know, sort of change the way that your processes are going to be more efficient or? It can happen any time and it's, you know, companies start and evolve all the time without probably a, a true understanding of, Um, or documentation of what they have or what they do and how their systems work for them in the right way. And there's probably a lot of, um, especially as within larger companies, that things just happen, um, but don't really know at a detail level the pain that some departments and some teams may have in working with a system and the amount of double keying they may do or how things don't work in the right way. And But a lot of people will just, you know, come up with workarounds to do what they need to do on their day-to-day basis. So digital transformation can happen anytime. It can be great if you can look at this from a a completely new startup business and you're saying, right, okay, what am I achieving? Um, Let's start documenting my processes so I can understand of how I'm going to manage the client. But often that's not the way businesses start, you know, and, you know, a lot of the companies we're talking to now are, you know, they're quite mature in the way they work. Um, but they appreciate that they could be more efficient and, you know, potentially causing a number of, you know, either issues of the way that things are happening or not happening. So, you know, you know, we can start this process at any point in time. 
but it's yeah. really making sure that when we start that conversation with a customer you're saying right you know um if we're going to do this you know from a or get the most out of it then we we need to start by looking at your you know your your business process what you wanted to do how do we need to capture that information to make sure that the systems are working correctly for you rather than just going into let's do an upgrade on a a piece of tech because that way you know we'll end up missing the key benefits yeah and it's funny because i think because we've been doing a little bit of that internally as well and you almost you don't realize something is a process to put a label on it like that because it's just almost second nature at that point so to then outline those things and see where they could be better is is so i mean it's, i think it's great for everyone in those uh, the meetings that we've had just to see it all mm. plotted out yeah yeah else, but, so. but and uh, one of the early steps we do as well is talking about uh, responsibility so we got a process called a racy matrix which is around responsibility accountability consulted or informed and it's a standard way of identifying against key processes who is actually responsible or accountable for that step mm-hmm. and that raises some really interesting conversations because um, and again that's when you start having that discussion with a company with you know your own team around well actually I thought you were responsible for that no you were or actually who's accountable for it in general because yeah. you know um when you can start breaking that down into oh yes you know um we understand who is responsible for different parts of the process we can start documenting the different parts of the process then you can really start you know gauging how much change you want to adopt with on the IT side um yeah. so you know and we've done it done it internally ourselves and you know the digital transformation project we're calling it even though it's a continuous project you know started with a number of weeks not even talking about technology and yeah. i think that's really important to make the point is that for you know and there is different approaches to take on it some people will come at completely opposite and look at you know from a security technology area and look at it from that perspective um, right. and you know there's just different approaches to it really but ours yeah. is very much of let's understand it from a operational basis first Okay, yeah, that's sort of what I was going to ask is sort of why might someone come to you or start to question whether they should be looking at digital transformation? Like what's often the kicker? Is it something that's gone wrong or is it just a case of reviewing and thinking, I I want this to this particular process to be better or smoother? And then it sort of snowballs Um, from there. Yeah, and a lot of that is around, you know, making more efficiencies, understanding what they do. Um, But also if the companies are going through rapid growth, um, then again to understand how you want to grow and how you want to support the business in in those areas a yeah. key part is understanding what you do and documenting you know uh, that process piece um and you know it can be so useful once you've done that exercise that feeds into loads of other um benefits so you know and i was speaking to a um a friend actually a few weeks ago um and we were talking about when we first went into the original lockdowns around the people's readiness to work from home and yeah and he he worked in the financial sector and he says you know there's different parts and different divisions of their company and he said that they previously the year before doing the uh, digital transformation exercise and fully documented their processes so what they were in a position for is that they knew how you know what what access was needed for different parts of the division and whether they could work internally externally and how they need to operate that meant that within a few days of the lockdown happening, they could adjust their processes to work remotely quite quickly. Whereas other parts of his business, 
that had not gone through that exercise were still trying to work out who was doing what part of the process. Um, And so they were weeks away from actually, you know, restarting and working remotely because it wasn't clear operationally of um, actually, you know, this department does this part of that process, but somebody else signs it and then if you if you don't know it, it's very difficult to change yeah. that day to day pattern where people just expect it to happen. Um, so, you know, it, there's loads of different benefits from it. And, you know, I guess the um, you know, where we're talking about technology and there's a massive, um, you know, I guess, awareness around cyber and digital assurance as well yeah. now. Um, and people will look at that from a Well, let's look at the um, the business impact around the technology. And that can also ch- drive a a change program because you're looking at it purely on the system perspective of what's our risk around it and you know that can be I guess the catalyst to doing a a transformation project as well but it it comes from a different source so there's not I guess one right answer or wrong answer for this it's like you know you could look at it from you know I want to make be be more efficient I want to make sure that um, where I'm growing this part of the business that we're doing things in the right way it could be a question of you know, around compliance, uh, you know, am I from a legal perspective making sure that I'm capturing the right information? Again, process. Or it could be from a um, more technology risk basis of, you know, uh, we've had a breach or a security breach. We need to yeah. enhance our resilience. Let's start it from, um, you know, understanding of what we've got from a technology. So there's lots of different inputs to, yeah. to how this goes. Like that would all fall into the compliance side of things as well. And then mm-hmm. sort of coming full, full circle with that a little bit. Yeah. But I guess the key thing is that, you know, when we're talking to customers is that they're usually in a position where they know they need to do some improvements and Mm -hmm. we're coming at them. And it's that, you know, because it can be quite scary as the term digital transformation, it's kind of breaking that down into some more logical steps of let's work out what you do currently. Let's work out where what you want to try and do. And then then let's work out how the, the technology can support that business. And I think the messaging we do is trying to simplify it as much as we can without yeah. going into granular detail because people will then get, you know, not confused, but it, it will sound like it's a lot yeah, bigger project than it needs to be. And yeah. it's, you know, you can do this gradually as we go through to say, well, let's break it down into, you know, sizable chunks and then just we'll work, work through it. And the benefit from doing it is great because it just feeds into so many opportunities to make things more efficient. Yeah. Actually, when when you start um, a digital transformation journey with someone, even just those initial conversations, do you often find that you uncover more that needs to change than was initially expected? Oh, totally. You know, and that's, um, you know, because people are are unaware of, you know, the full end to end cycle of what they do or how they do it. And what that uncovers is potentially more risk. Um, and it's a risk around either people um, or there's a lack of process around certain elements. And okay. that will expand into, you know, more focus, you know, pieces of work to enhance that level. Um, and, you know, in this maturity model I talk about, it's often around, you know, we've got to get to a baseline of what you do now. Uh, and then you can assess where you can improve and start setting some targets and you can end up with having different layers of maturity across, you know, the, the piece of work you're looking at. Um, but always there's, uh, you will p- pick out holes in every process. I don't think it would be possible to go into a company and go, yes, this is exactly what we said we're going to do. 
And yeah. it's really easy because, um, you know, it's, it's just not that way. There's just, yeah. you know, and, it, and it's really interesting when you get, you know, um, so what, the way we do it is obviously, you know, we've done it internally is that once we break down the high level process, we bring lots of people into a workshop and we just talk about, right, tell us what you do on a day to day basis. And then that just generates 20, 30 other questions of yeah. how, why do you do it that way? Or how would you do it? And where do you put that information? Or, you know, does that work for you? And that will drive another potential, you know, risk and opportunities list that says, well, actually, you know, we could do things slightly different here. But you don't know that from the outset. It always yeah. is part of that, you know, continuous learning, really. Um, yeah, I guess it well, because nothing is ever perfect, is it really? Nothing's <laughs> ever perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and exactly. And uh, and that's it. With And even when you come to the end of this, right, we've identified our target operating model. We've got the systems that work for it. By the time you've completed that, you know, there's been enhancements. So there's going to be the changes to legislation where actually we need to do something slightly different. Yeah. Or there's going to be, you know, potentially um, a new update to a sort of technology piece, which means that we can record things in a slightly different way. Or so it's constantly changing. And that's yeah. the key part of this is that, you know, you're always going to be looking at evaluating of where things can improve. Um, so you'll never stop. Once you start, you'll never stop, but you'll make may change just like level of involvement with it yeah but yeah, if you do stop then you're behind again so you've got to be a bit careful with it <laughs> just going back to the uh, the homework thing we were talking about earlier would you say that that has affected the role of, of digital transformation at the sort of at the minute it's it's made it a bit more challenging because the way we like to do it and is you know especially the early kickoff sessions where we're trying to understand the scope of works is it's great to have people in a room around a table and sketching on boards and walls and just have that um, really interactive um, conversation to really scope out of what what we need it to do. Um, yeah. It doesn't stop it because what we've been able to actually try and do is do these virtually. So, you know, do virtual workshops um, with people on teams. We still can have, you know, um, whiteboard sessions and capture that information. Um, but and it does work. It's just not quite as interactive um, as you'd expect in a, you know, a face to face workshop. But it doesn't yeah. mean you can stop it and it shouldn't stop it. It's just it's a slightly different media. But again, the, I guess one of the benefits of doing it that way is that um, going forward, um, this may help companies with actually adopting the transformation uh, piece anyway, because um, one of the difficulties with I guess this type of project is that it does need quite a bit of commitment from the people in the departments and the individuals to join the workshops yeah. uh, to actually engage with the process so by actually cutting these into smaller you know um, easier chunks and maybe doing some virtually in conjunction with face-to-face -face, then you know you could probably do this you know better in the future anyway so it's okay. going to be a bit of a mix Just in terms of sort of like the getting um, getting people on board within the business, is there often would you find a, a bit of a disconnect between the exec board level and then the boots on the ground, as it were, in terms of having and raising these conversations about about digital transformation and the need for it? Um, actually, I think um, it's probably closer than we think a lot of the time. In that, but I guess yeah, and it, it can be quite tricky because um, there's always a probably a little bit of disconnect between you know, what happens on a day-to-day -day basis versus what, you know, the exec board may see. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but you know, and we've experienced it. Actually, when you go down and speak to everybody that, you know, relating to that part of the process, then everyone's aware of some of the um, the challenges they have um, and, you know, with that a way they can improve. And I think it's part of that engagement piece is that we're not, you know, and you should never start this in the way of criticising the way people do their day job. All it, you know, and we spend a lot of time talking about that is, you know, what we're looking at is ways to improve and in getting people on board with that change. Um, so, um, you know, it's again, it's, it's that part of the journey is that, you know, we're giving people opportunities to really help, you know, grow the business or make things more efficient. And if you can get people engaged with that and really behind it, then one, people will feel more engaged, you know, at all levels of the business, but then make sure that, you know, going up to the exec boards, they are more aware then of the gaps. Yes. Um, so all the gaps around responsibility, accountability of key process steps. So it's all a bit, you know, everyone will benefit from it. It's yeah. just that sometimes there's an assumption that things just happen and it's all great where, you know, you, some, you've just got to air some of these, you know, maybe not so great elements, yeah. <laughs> but do it in the right way to say we understand that now, but now we're going to improve it. Yeah. It's funny because that would probably in turn make the working environment a lot better as well. It sort of opens up those lines of communication between people within the teams to you know, discuss where, you know, there might be someone who's been taking on a particular part of a process and for so long and no one else realised. And then for them to be able to air that out might actually then help those relationships, I guess, on a completely on the human side of things. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, you know, and where people may feel isolated in parts of that process, yeah. then, you know, it can open it up to say, make sure they've got the right support to do what they need to do. Um, and I think especially where, you know, we've been working more remotely and from home these days that, you know, that isolation of when people do that part of the job will be more, you know, apparent. So yeah. having that greater visibility is great. OK. And so just, you know, out of listening to this conversation would you say perhaps that the technology side of things actually comes almost secondary in in the process of digital transformation um my view is yes because i'm always based on a you know it's you know i've always you know around business process so my yeah. big driver is process and it's making technology work um correctly for the business and not the other way around so uh, other people will have different views. And if you're more, I guess, IT central based, then you say, well, actually, we want to focus on the IT side of it and drive that way. But, you know, my view is that we always focus from a, you know, business demand requirements process view. And that should drive how we want to use technology in the right yeah. way. OK, interesting. Um, I'm just going to put you on the spot a little bit if I haven't enough already. <laughs> And just um, sort of round this up by asking you um, if there's one key piece of advice you would give to uh, someone listening to this, if they're, you know, debating or considering digital transformation. Um, a key part of advice. Um, I'd say, um, yeah, it's it's more about of making sure you're clear of what you want to try and do, understand of where you want to go with it and the... Um, you know what is pushing you to look at this digital transformation um so we can understand what your goals are and objectives are from it so you know there are going to be lots of different inputs to making that decision um but having that clear scope of where you want to try and get to um 
will help us shape, I guess, you know, starting from, you know, if we're looking at it from a process side, let's do that in the right way um, and not get drawn into just looking at a specific item. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we can get a conversation going with the customer and they just want to focus on one bit. And it's like, I've got this, um, you know, maybe a one system and I, I've got a problem there. But actually, is your problem bigger? You know, is it wider? Do we need to look yeah. at it in a slightly different way? And, you know, and I think that's the bit is that just understand where your objective with what we're trying to achieve from a digital transformation. And then we can help and, you know, guide them through that exercise of evaluating what they want to do. Yeah, perfect. Oh, thank you very much for joining me for this conversation. No problem at all. I can talk about this for hours, but yeah, you probably must start. <laughs> so that is the end of episode six. Thank you very much again to Phil for joining me for that. Um, as you can probably tell, he is definitely a fountain of knowledge when it comes to this particular topic. Uh, so yeah, it's probably quite a good introduction for digital transformation. You know, perhaps uh, you've heard the term thrown around a bit. You just wanted to learn a little bit more or maybe you're even considering it yourself. Hopefully that's started to answer some of the questions that you might have around digital transformation. I'm sure we'll be able to get Phil and maybe some other team members back on the podcast at some point so that we can delve a little bit deeper into digital transformation and perhaps some specific topic areas that, um, that are of interest. However, if that did leave you with any burning questions, or if there are any other topics that you'd love to hear us discuss here on the podcast, um, then don't hesitate to get in touch. You can do so by sending an email to hello at bamboo.tech, and uh, we'll be sure to get back to you and maybe even do a, uh, a podcast episode on it. So, thank you very much for joining us again here at the Bamboo Business Breakouts podcast. Um, and if we don't catch you before, we'll catch you in episode seven. Thanks. <laughs>